Well, hello there, family. You're listening to Fired Up Freedom with Steve Ryan. Fired Up Freedom, all right. Free. Ever have moments where you feel stress, anxiety, or it's hard to sleep? Then meditation may be the perfect thing to help you. Come and join our meditation channel where there's 24 hours a day on-demand meditation music. Go to steveryan.com slash meditation. That's steveryan.com slash meditation. It's time to have freedom from the noise. Fired Up Friday is now Fired Up Freedom. All right. Hello, hello, hello. So this is Steve Ryan, and welcome to Fired Up Friday. Um, Fired Up Friday, sorry. (laughs) So I took some time off. Um, For those of you who don't know, um, my brother was murdered, and I just needed time off. So it was a lot of guests that was lined up to come on um, this month, but I've, you know, rescheduled uh, all, all of that and just needed some time away. Um, so now I'm back. Um, you know, we're going to be back to, you know, having guests on the show and things like that. Uh, and that's that. So, but in the meantime, I want to share with you what has happened and what's going on. And some of this may cause some of you to not tune in again. That's okay. And others will be empowered. So basically, I want to talk about the situation um, that happened with my with my brother, um, because it is a representation that you have to set your boundaries with people. Um, If you have any notion that someone is is uh, physically abusive, emotionally abusive, mentally abusive, leave. It is not worth your life. I'm telling you Um, is, you know. On yesterday, there was a court hearing, um, and my brother's killer uh, was trying to get a bond. Now, the judge is still deciding, uh, pending her mental health um, evaluation that she previously had done that was not finished yet. And then the judge will rule on if she can have a bond while waiting on the murder trial. And so... You know, it's been such an experience because you really find out who have your back and you really find out who don't. You know, times like this, really, people really show their 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 truth. And there's two kind of people. You have one side of people who are actually truly concerned, truly there for you. They really step up and show you that they're family. And then you have another group of people who are just cold. They could care less what you're going through. They could care less what's going on. It's more about get back to business and what can you do for me, 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 me. Now, uh, I don't even know where to begin, but this has to be said. So basically with my brother, um, when he was, you know, he was, he was murdered, 
He was shot on March 7th, but he ended up dying on March 30th. And um, that was a shock to uh, my system and my family system. It, it was just a shock. Just, you know, it was unbelievable. And so basically, his wife have shown no remorse. And, and not only that, but she has said that, you know, she has told some people and they've been spreading it out that, you know, he was abusive and he gave her AIDS and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what matters most is what happened on the day that you shot him. And here's some interesting things that came out in court. I can say it because court is public. So anybody in the courtroom heard this information. Five days before she shot him, she pulled a gun out on him. And in her words, according to what was said in court, um, you know, uh, what she said to the police officer that came, they were at a Dollar General, is that she pulled the gun, she shot, um, I mean, she, she pulled the trigger and nothing happened. Now, this was five days before she actually shot him successfully. And what was said in court is that, you know, there, there was text messages and, you know, her and my brother was kind of into it over some text messages. And she claims that he pulled her hair out and she, you know, put he put his finger in, in her face and all this other stuff. However, when the police arrived, um, they didn't see any sign of hair out. They didn't see any hair on the on the floor car. They didn't see any hair from examining her. They didn't see any any sign of her being attacked at all. And what really gets me is this. There are actually people who really are experiencing domestic violence. There are actual people who really are experiencing being attacked. And when someone is being dishonest about being attacked, that hurts everybody. Because when you have people who really are experiencing domestic violence, that's going to make people second-guess their stories. And it's just not right. I don't believe in domestic violence. I don't believe that anyone should hit anyone, regardless of the gender. Men, men should not hit women. Women should not hit men. Nobody should be hitting anybody. That's just my opinion about it. Um, now, I wasn't there. I can't speak for anything. The only thing I can tell you is what was said in court and what was said by, um, you know, police report that was read in court, um, which is it was a lie. And then on the day she shot him, um, there has been two different occasions. And one of this came out in court where. When she was asked, what happened? Did he attack you? Did he, you know, what happened? Where she said no. Now, when Lisa originally arrived there, and this was said in court, she said that he attacked her. And, but she later said that he did not. And my thing is this. Does that, why are you justified in taking someone's life? 
Now, if he had a gun and he shot at her or he truly was attacking her and one shot went off, that's understandable. I get it. But to shoot somebody multiple times and there was a witness there and you tell the witness to get the F out, you get what I'm saying? There's just much more this story that's that's not being told. Um, my thing is this, is that it doesn't matter what my brother did in the past. You know, he did go to jail in the past. A lot of people go to jail. He, he you know, he served his time and then he became a productive member of society, started his own business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But here's my thing. In court, they brought her attorney, the killer's attorney, brought up the fact that, oh, yeah, he was you know, convicted and went to prison all these years ago. And, um, you know, and then they tried to discredit him being dis- disabled. He had a stroke. Now, my brother was the type of person that believed he's Superman, that he could just do anything. And he didn't like to look at himself as disabled. But he was not the same brother that I knew. I saw how he walked. He limped. He didn't walk. He limped. And I saw his arm movement. And they tried to paint this picture that because, you know, he was able to perform sexually, that he wasn't disabled. Now, let me say it one more time. Her attorney tried, said in court and disputed my brother being disabled because he could perform sexually. Are you kidding me? So now disability is being um, judged, engaged by somebody's sexual performance? Okay. Now you see why I need a moment to process this. You would too. And just ask yourself, if you had a family member that someone murdered, how would you respond right now? How would you act right now? You know what I'm saying? Now, I understand that she has kids that they want to defend their mom. I get it. If my mother had done something, I would want to defend my mom too. But what's not okay is if it's going to be any kind of dishonesty going on and any kind of extra painting the picture a certain way just to try to help her case. It's not right. He was, um, you know, he was a good father. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by good father is anything those kids needed, you know, he, he did. You know, it didn't matter if they liked him or didn't like him. He was there. Um, It's so much stuff that's circling around. It really is. It's just at the end of the day, we cannot forget that somebody died. Somebody lost their life before their time. Period. And the fact that, you know, right now the judge is deciding on if they're going to grant her bail or not. And one of the deciding factors, the judge wanted to wait on her mental health report to come back. And to me, it's like, you know, I hear her dad go up on the stand and said that, you know, she has a five-year-old and the five-year-old missed her. 
But my thing is, why not think about these things before you decide to shoot someone? Why not think about that then? Um, I have a right to feel the way I feel. I've lost a brother. And, you know, I know for some people, they're tired of hearing me, you know, talk about it. I don't talk about it a whole lot. But this is my way of grieving. And, you know, I can't just move on like everything is normal and everything is okay without saying something. You know, and what really gets me is this. When it came to his funeral, she wanted him cremated. But the majority of the family wanted him buried, including his oldest child. And we were successful in burying him. You know, he was buried um, on, on the 16th of April. And the funeral home has been very, very, very kind. Um, they are still owed money. Um, we are applying to a victim's fund, but that will give up to $6,000. There still is a substantial amount that's owed, not just for the actual funeral from the funeral home, but also for um, the, the, the grave site, you know, the burial the vault that goes on top of the casket and all this other stuff. And what what I've committed to doing is just a promissory note and I'll just make monthly payments. That was my thinking. We do have a GoFundMe. I am not going to post a link because I just, I'm not comfortable doing that. If you feel in your heart that you want to donate to his funeral expenses, then feel free to reach out to me. Um, it's very easy to find me. Just go to the website and hit contact. That's it. Or email me at info at steveryan.com. That's info at steveryan.com. Um, I'm, you know, it, it is what it is. If someone wants to help, they help. If they don't, they don't. Um, I have reached out to some people one-on-one as far as, you know, to that. And there are some people who really came through and helped, really, really appreciate it. But there's also some people who just would not. And I'm not saying that they owe us anything. But what gets me is that I've been so supportive to the community. I've been so supportive as far as purchasing and buying people's things. And it's like, and when it comes time that this is for a cause that's not even about me, people just kind of like turn their heads. You know, um, some people, not everybody. And it really shows you the character of who people are. It really shows you that there is a certain percentage of people who are very self-centered. They're very much out for themselves and they very much want to see what can they gain from you? What can you do for them? You know what I'm saying? They'll smile in your face, but at the end of the day, they they don't have any kind of 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 heart to support. Um, I'm not gonna name names and do things like that, but what I will say is this: there's been people I've done business with in the past, a lot of business with, and they couldn't even contribute ten dollars, five dollars, one dollar, something. You know, it's the principle that count. And there, there's been others who's been in cold. Like one person I want to give a special shout out to, her name is Fifi Wrong, and I consider her a sister for life. And you know what she did? She has a music collaboration coming up, and 
she has pledged all, not some, but all of her portion of her sales to my brother's funeral expenses. I had no idea she was going to do that. Um, she didn't like the idea of promissory notes and stuff. And, and I just, I love her for that. I thank her for that. Like, I have her back for life because that is love. Now, you know, I'm not asking that everybody do that, but I'm just giving props where props is due. Like, that's love. That, you know, having someone like her in, in your life is priceless. And so this leads me to say this. If you, you have people in your life who are actually being decent human beings and they're being there for you, embrace that. Enjoy that. Honor that. Because let me tell you, that's not something that you find on a regular basis. You know, now I will continue to be a good person in terms of helping people. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be much more harder for people to get in with me because now it's I've seen so much fakeness that now it makes me want to like just be kind of insensitive and cold a little bit, not to the point of changing my personality, but to a point of filtering out BS. And I'm just keeping it real. And I just, right now, I have no sympathy or empathy for that. You know, I really don't. Because it just, <laughs> wow. I, I, I just can't believe I'm even having this conversation. Um, so, it's a lot coming up. And we do have a lot of guests coming up. There was supposed to be some guests in April here. Um, but again, I did take a break and I did reschedule those guests and, um, we're going to get back to the show. I really appreciate your support and you being here and you just being supportive. I really, really appreciate that. Um, I do want to say something for people who have lost someone will understand what I'm about to say. If you never have lost someone or if you don't know how to handle people who are grieving, I got some suggestions for you. Just be there for them. Just treat them normal. You know, you can ask, hey, how you doing today? You know what I'm saying? Or, um, you know, hey, I'm here if you need me. Things like that is okay. But when it comes to sorry for your loss... And things like that. We're grateful for that. Don't get me wrong. But it gets to a point to where you hear it a thousand times. And it makes you wonder. Not saying everybody is doing this. But are people saying that because that's what they're supposed to say? Or are they actually saying that because they mean it? Who knows? It varies person to person. Um, you can just tell when someone's genuine and when someone's not. Let me tell you, at the funeral, I printed out these GoFundMe cards for the funeral. Now, keep in mind, funeral, actual casket is there. My brother's body is actually there. So people know that there was a cost. I'm going to tell you. As I went up and talked and I mentioned about the GoFundMe, and then at the end, I was by the door um, as people were going out. 
do you know a lot of the people were like, don't give that to me. They didn't say it, but it was just a look on their faces. And these are people who were immediately before that, like, praise Jesus, praise Jesus. Oh, God, we're here for you. But you won't even bother to take a GoFundMe. You won't even bother to at least share it with someone. And you're actually there at the funeral and you're seeing what we're going through. That's disgusting. I tell you. I haven't lost my complete faith in humanity, but I will tell you this. I have a different perspective now on people. And the people who are actually genuine humans, we're cool. I will continue to be helpful, um, whether it's networking or whatever else you need. But for the people who are fake and phony, I'm going to tell you right now, Don't even bother coming in my circle. Don't even bother coming around because you're not getting in. It's just because now my BS meter is on full-time alert. And, you know, I I just, I don't want to become too cold. You know, I don't want to lose that part of who I am. But it's just so many people that always want something, you know, And can you believe I'm still getting messages from people that always ask for something? And it just gets to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to even respond, you know? And I, you know, I had this, I have this, um, I don't even know if to call this person a friend, former friend, acquaintance. I've known this person for a while. And here's what gets me is, he wanted my advice and help on something. And what I said to him was, you know, I'll be in touch when I, you know, I'll, I'll be in touch when I can. I was not in the headspace. Do you know he sent manipulative text messages afterwards? Not that same day, but like, oh, you know, good morning. How are you? And I'm like, here we go. And it's not a good morning like a, a real good morning. It's more of like, good morning, respond to me so that I can ask you, when are you going to help me? So in the middle of court yesterday, um, well, not during court, but like when I was done with court and I was still in the courthouse, but not in the courtroom, um, you know, because we couldn't have our phones in the, the court. Like we had to turn it like silent and stuff. Um, and off, but he sends this message about, oh, life is short and take your time for yourself and blah, 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 blah. And in other words, it was a passive aggressive message about, um, getting in touch. And so I simply had some words for that. I'm pretty much like get lost (laughs) in so many words, you know? I've asked you to let me get in touch when I'm ready to talk and you keep messaging me. This is what I'm talking about. Like literally, I just buried my brother and you know I'm trying to be there to support my mom and stuff. And you know I'm going through a hard time because I told you I was going through a hard time. 
and you still want to send me manipulating messages? See, that's the type of people that I'm talking about. They absolutely don't give a crap about you, your mental health, or what you're doing. So let me tell you, if you're working on your dreams and passion, and you get to a place where you're successful, do not feel guilty if you decide not to give certain people stuff. You know, don't feel guilty. Because let me tell you, a lot of people are self-centered. But however, for the people who are there for you, take care of them. That's priceless. You know, um, I was working on a project and still am. And it's amazing how when when the project did not like sell out immediately, there was there were some people who just ghosted. <laughs> they lost complete faith. And that was a blessing. I'm so glad they did that. Because it showed me who was left. It showed me the people who actually wanted to keep getting on the project and and believed in the movement and still does. And now we're growing strong. It is so beautiful because now I know there's genuine people around. I don't have to worry about, is this person going to help? No, it's genuine people around and I love it. And I won't feel bad at all about anyone else who feels um, whatever they want to feel because they were not there. Now, why am I having this whole talk with you today? Because for one, three important things. One, if you ever experience a domestic violence situation, um, rather it's yourself or someone you know, Uh, Whether it's physical abuse, emotional abuse, any kind of abuse, get out of that situation. Because people will show you who they are. Now, I know that there's sometimes some cases where people just won't see it coming. But a good bit of the time, you can see it coming. Because signs are there. Rather someone do something and say, oh, I'm sorry, baby, blah, 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 uh uh-uh. You know? And... I have a zero tolerance for abuse, zero tolerance. Like my, my tolerance level is so low that if I'm involved with someone, the first minute I see it, I'm out. I don't care what's at stake. I'm out, period. So I just, this seems like a dream. This doesn't even seem real. I cannot believe that I'm actually sitting here talking to you about this. I would not have even imagined it before. I just wouldn't imagine it. Um, Wow. Well, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I don't think I missed anything. Um, We'll be back to some more stuff next week. And... Thank you for for showing up. I'll see you around. Running from myself at times, I can't describe the words I try to feel.